0: Are you ready? Ready, ready? Are you ready? Welcome to The Sex Show. Maybe it would feel better after we have some dirty sex. Story, Story, Dr. Sanjaya, American Sex Educator, coming to you live, 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 live from the sexiest city on the planet, South Beach, the M.I.A. Have better sex, learn better ways to stimulate your partner. Yeah, that works too. Find the G-spot. Hold on, that wasn't in the script. It's fun and educational. This is The Sex Show on Own Your Power Radio. Radio.
1: Fabulous friends who like to f- fish. <laughs> and hello to all you catchers out there, too. I'm Dr. Sanjaya, America's sex educator, mother, wife, best selling author, you know, your everyday superwoman. And you are officially tuned into my show, Sex in South Beach. Give it up. Yeah. Woo. Wow. And you know, Sex in South Beach is where everybody comes to have healthier, happier sex. And tonight's show is about one of the most common challenges for many adults to achieving a wonderful, fulfilling sex life. Tonight, we're actually addressing sexual abuse. And is it possible to build a satisfying, fulfilling, romantic life after someone has survived sexual abuse? And let me tell you, yes, it is. And in tonight's show, we are going to show you how. Did you know that victims, or rather survivors, of sexual abuse are much more likely to suffer from depression, Post Traumatic Stress Disorder, Alcohol Abuse, Drug Abuse, and Suicide Attempts. Now you can see how that could really put a damper on your sex life. So we're going to help people get over that tonight and this is what our commitment is to you. We are going to address every challenge so that you can enjoy a more fulfilling, more thrilling sex life. And. It is just a very, very common challenge for so many people. I've been a university professor for over 15 years, both in the United States and abroad. And do you know, not one semester goes by where one of my medical students doesn't come to me after class telling me about some sexual abuse they suffered while growing up. And many survivors of sexual abuse go on to build successful, very fulfilling careers and outwardly they look like they have just amazing lives but inside sexual abuse is actually something that can really hurt someone's personal life on a day-to-day basis I remember a client I used to help and this was a beautiful woman Super successful, made a ton of money, highly educated but she had endured sexual abuse while growing up and as a result, she just hated having sex. In order to do so, she needed to get drunk and even then, it needed to be over as quickly as possible and she really didn't like participating. And her man could not stand this. This was a real problem. He said every time that he had sex with her, he felt like he was raping her all over again and it just was not good for either of them. And it's not just women who are affected by this. I recently had the honor of working with Kenny Anderson, NBA All-Star, greatness, and he talked about his tragedy, his story of growing up with sexual abuse, and how he overcame that. And many men, including Sugar Ray Leonard, a lot of people have come out recently discussing this to bring this issue to light. And I am so very honored to have my witty, wonderful, super fun friend, Julie Mansfield here tonight. She's gonna help us, guide us through this. She's a celebrated author. She's a renowned philanthropist, and she's a stunning model, not only of a woman, but a real life model, people. And she was recently on the cover of Indulge Magazine, looking as fabulous as ever. She's gonna help guide us through this and show us how we can really triumph After Trauma, and that is the name of tonight's show, Triumph After Trauma, or Triumph, rather, Over Trauma. It's good to know the name of your own shows, right? And we're gonna show you how you can be inspired and what you can do to get over any issues that you or someone you love may have been dealing with And, of course, you know we're going to have the hot tip of the week from Miss Holly Peno. I'm going to go over some sex news, and we're going to address audience questions, and we're going to give you some answers. So stay tuned, because we'll be right back with Sex and South Beach on Own Your Power, Baby.
0: Are you a holistic business owner looking to network with like-minded professionals and grow your business? Then you need to learn all about the holistic Chamber of Commerce of Fort Lauderdale and Broward County. They have monthly meetings, workshops, and masterminds, that are not only fun and entertaining, they are designed to help you grow and expand your business so you can make a bigger impact and serve more people. Go to their website, HolisticFortLauderdale.com, and sign up for their mailing list and learn more about their upcoming events. That's www.HolisticFortLauderdale.com.
1: Welcome back to Sex and South Beach with your favorite host, Dr. Sanjaya, and today's show is called Triumph Over Trauma and this is a very important show and I'm so glad you're joining us because millions of people suffer from sexual abuse and today we're teaching you how you can overcome this and create a rewarding sex life after trauma. Our guest expert today is a Miami celebrity she's also the founder of Give Me Dignity which is a nonprofit organization dedicated to helping homeless women during their most fragile times and also committed to assisting victims of sexual abuse she's also published a memoir called maybe god was busy and this is about her experience of overcoming enduring and overcoming and triumphing over sexual abuse and she's an inspiration for all women in so many ways she's beautiful on the inside and out please give a warm welcome for Julie Mansfield Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great. And congratulations. Um, I forgot to thank say you. that uh, Julie was also recently recognized as one of Miami's 25 most influential and prominent black women. So as give it as are you. As are you. There uh, well, you. Thank you. you. Know, you. i in good circles. Peas <laughs> of a pod, you know. So let's get down and start the healing process. Give our audience just a little peek into their book. Maybe God was busy.
0: Uh, Here's my elevator pitch, Yes. Um, I felt my abuse started when I was 8 years old Mm -hmm. and so the title really sort of captures what I was feeling during that abuse is maybe God was busy with some atrocities somewhere else in the world Mm -hmm. and wasn't there to protect me from all the abuse, hence the title and it's a it's It's a a great title by the way I do love the title thank you it's a little provocative right right Um, right and it's meant to sort of evoke that um, wow really let me see what this is about absolutely really what it's about is again my life being interrupted by sexual abuse chronic sexual abuse starting Mm -hmm. at age 8 in in what I call the tourist veil of Jamaica, behind Mm -hmm. that tourist veil, because I'm from Jamaica and, Mm -hmm. you know, as we know, the slogan is one love, come and feel Irie, but, you know, for me growing up was anything but Irie. Right, right, right. That's my my elevator pitch.
1: Right, and now you actually carry the spirit and the fun-loving, come-get-Irie spirit of Jamaica wherever you go. I mean, you are nothing but a bunch, but like, Every time I see you, it is like, we're about to have some fun.
0: Absolutely, because you know what? They might have, sexual abuse might have dampened my spirit for a while. Right. For a while. I can't let it control me, and this is who I am, fun-loving, happy-go-lucky, and hey, this is what happened to me. It ain't me today.
1: Right, right, and you were brave enough to address it and deal with it, and your story is one not only of courage, but of also inspiration for other people who are in this situation or have gone through the situation but haven't dealt with it yet.
0: Thank you. Thank you and it's really funny because I actually gave a speech recently when Mm -hmm. I talked about losing that shame we can't we can't be free as and I'm talking as a survivor and a thriver really Right. because they again I'm thriving as a survivor of sexual abuse we sort of tend to stay imprisoned by the shame of it all Mm -hmm. until we release that shame we'll never know our true selves right gotta release the shame
1: that is awesome no it's awesome and this is it happens really really frequently Um, I got actually some of these statistics from right from your website, givemedignity.org, and one in three girls will be abused before she turns 18. 20% of victims are under age 8. More than 60% of pregnant teenagers are victims of sexual abuse, and 90% of victims actually know their abuser.
0: Absolutely. And the scary thing about even those statistics, it could be... Much, much higher. Much higher. It's an underreported crime. Absolutely. People don't talk about it. So if we're thinking one in three women, mm-hmm. it could be one in two. Absolutely. Very well. Absolutely. Very easily. And um, until we get comfortable with talking about it, because right. for me, a huge part of it, shedding light, if you will, on the mm-hmm. darkness of, of, of right. childhood sex abuse, If you know you're going to be talked about and you're going to be put on blast, chances are you're going to be a little less likely to offend. Absolutely. So I'm encouraging everybody I know, talk about it. Put the spotlight on the perpetrators.
1: Absolutely, because it
0: it is not the survivor's fault at all. Never is. Absolutely, 100%. Never, ever, ever is. And especially when... The victims are children. I know. I mean, come on. How can you sexualize a child?
1: I know. No, I recently, yeah. I have a little boy, and I know I was reading somewhere one in six boys. Absolutely. Um, it's, and, you know, my little boy is a hottie. He's mm-hmm. super cute. Mm-hmm. And so you. I, it just makes you think twice about everyone and, see. you know, you see. look at everybody differently.
0: Absolutely. And I say, again, These most of the victims know their perpetrators, right? So it's the uncle, it's the neighbor, absolutely the father, it's the mother. I mean, this is one of those things. It doesn't know socioeconomic, absolutely. It doesn't know race. It doesn't know creed. It doesn't know culture. It doesn't care. Right. Right. So be just be vigilant with your kids. Right. Be careful. Err on the side of caution. Absolutely. Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: I'd rather be that crazy mom. And let him, mom And you let know, your child be a child. Right. And let them enjoy their childhood and not yeah. have to deal with the weight of these types of problems and conflict and confusion. Yeah. And it's not really um, just about the sexual abuse that happens when it happens. It's also, how does this frame relationships? Like, the behaviors ah. that a lot of people enact in their early relationships when they may have not dealt
0: with that, that's a big issue, right? And for for a lot of victims or survivors, right, for those who've been victimized by sexual abuse, um, you, we do one of two things. We disassociate, mm-hmm. we hide it, we sweep it under right. the rug, and pretend it never happens. Right, 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 just pretend, right. Just pretend, just right. pretend it never mm-hmm. happens until you see it coming out in ways that you never imagined. You're angry.
1: Mm-hmm. You're
0: promiscuous. Mm-hmm. You started, you start dressing like uh, mm-hmm. you, should, you should be on a stripper pole. Right, right. Um, and all these things come out subconsciously. We don't consciously go mm-hmm. out there and say, oh, I've been victimized, let right. me do this. They come out subconsciously when we haven't dealt with uh, mm-hmm. with what caused it in the first place. Right. And as far as relationships... I know, I can speak for myself. I'm mm-hmm. no, you know, I'm not a psychologist and I would right. never, you know, delve into that right. realm. Right, right. But, but
1: you definitely have experience and you have a level of expertise because the mm-hmm. thing about you, Julie, is you have overcome. Absolutely. I mean, Absolutely. so, so yeah. I was so. done
0: giving my power to those perpetrators. Right. They just did not deserve any part of me that they right. already, all right. Right, right, so right. I, I had to do my work mm-hmm. and it was a lot of work. Um, I had to do that. And I I just had to realize now that the men in my life are the men, I'm sorry, the man in my life is the man I choose to be in my life. They're not not taking anything that I ain't giving. Mm -hmm. And there's a huge difference between remaining a victim and being a survivor.
1: Wow. Wow. No, that's amazing. And I am just have to, I know the audience is going to join me because your man is in the audience, Mm -hmm. and I know him on a social level, and I have seen the way that he treats this woman, and it is one of those relationships that you're like, you know what? I want that. I want that. I want that. And everybody who knows them says that. So... I just wanted to go, when we were talking about shaping behaviors of relationships, I spoke a little bit about it earlier, but um, people who endure sexual abuse are three times more likely to suffer from depression, six times more likely to suffer from post-traumatic stress disorder, um, 13 times more likely to abuse alcohol, 26 times more likely to abuse drugs, and four times more likely to attempt suicide. So, I mean, it's hard. I can't imagine being in a relationship yes. with someone who has those risk factors. Right. And so not dealing with it can really, these are, not only might it affect your choices of the type of people that you get into relationships mm-hmm. with, but also it's hard to, for someone to be with someone who's, who might be participating in these behaviors. And,
0: and, and, and for me, I've had a, a number of, <laughs> um, I can check and check right. and check and right. check, quite a few of them. And I'm going to say this, uh, my own daughter tried to commit suicide when right. she was abused. So right. I know the ramifications. Right. But that's a that's a ton of baggage. It's a lot. That's a ton of baggage, and that baggage turns you into somebody you're not. Right. Until and unless you release that baggage, you will never know your true self. Wow. Ever. 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 And again, I said this before, but. Sweeping it under the rug, compartmentalizing, which we become experts on right. compartmentalizing. Because I know during my abuse, I disassociated. It wasn't happening right. to me. I don't know who that person right. was. But that was my defense mechanism. Right.
1: It's how you survived. You gotta
0: survive. Right. Gotta survive.
1: It's, it's how you survive. Mm-hmm. So, can survivors achieve fulfilling romantic Absolutely relationships?
0: Absolutely. Every day, all day.
1: Oh, good, good, Absolutely. good, good. And that's what we're here about because. I mean, when you, any of you who come to Miami, when you talk about, oh, I'm gonna do something and Julie Mansfield's gonna be there, I promise you someone else in that room is gonna be like, oh, Julie? Tell her I said hi, tell her this, tell her this, tell her this. Because everybody, when you are light, you are walking light wherever you go. You You bring this light and your aura is so positive and so full of energy and love and passion. And so what are some steps in releasing this baggage that you think that people need to see? Oh, my
0: God. For me, number one is remember, things that happen to you don't define you. Right. So my abuse is not me, no more than I am a parking ticket that I came back and I didn't right. feed the meter enough, and there's a parking ticket on right. my car. I'm not that parking ticket. Right. I got a parking ticket, but it's not me. Right. I'm no more my junk mail in the right in the in my mailbox. Right. These are things that happen to me, circumstances beyond my control. Mm-hmm. But guess what? I'm in control now. I choose what I need to dwell on. I choose how I need to feel. How I need to. Think mm-hmm. and I release. I can't mm-hmm. live in yesterday. I can't right. recuperate yesterday. When someone figures out how to do that, I want to be the first to know.
1: Right, right, to right. Share,
0: to share a little something, but I can't keep living in yesterday and hoping to have a successful today. I'm here, right now. I As have control and choice now.
1: So one of the things I remember you telling me when we were at a celebration recently you said something, we were talking about how sometimes when you say something in your relationship, you're afraid you keep it locked in because you don't wanna hurt someone's feelings. And you said something that really resonated with me. You said like, well, they're gonna be upset for a minute. If I keep it in, I'm just going to keep being upset every Thank day. You, Absolutely. So I love myself too much <laughs> to be walking around upset. So I got to tell them they're going to get over that. Big, but I'm not going to get over me upsetting me by no. not No. So how did you, is that one of, when you say drop the baggage and yes. learning to deal with it, is that one of the things like to express yourself? and?
0: How many times have you had a conversation or a discussion or an argument with someone and you go back and you go, I wish I had said that. Right, right, right. right. I say it. You're like, let me tell you. (laughs) I say it because that regret is going to be um, my stress. Mm -hmm. I don't like stress. Right. I don't. It just doesn't look well on me. So I'd rather you be upset for "Mm, five minutes. You're going to get over it. Right, right. Than for me to go and go, oh, wow, I wish I had handled this, this, and that. No, my happiness is paramount to me. Right. It might sound a little selfish, but guess what? I'm here to please me. My kids are grown. Right. You did so that. I've right. have done that. Right. So I'm here to please me. And if I'm unhappy, everyone around me is going to be unhappy. Right. Right, right. So I'd rather be happy so I can spread a little more happiness.
1: Right. So that's amazing. So this is one way you've really, this experience really empowered you. I mean, it's this is really how you exemplify triumph, being able to like, my happiness comes first.
0: Absolutely.
1: What happened to me is something that happened to me and it yes. doesn't define me. Absolutely. And really feeling empowered to express yourself when something hits you or something provokes a reaction feeling the confidence in yourself, like, I'm going to express this because this is going to make me feel better.
0: Absolutely. Abuse takes away, or abuse took away my voice.
1: Right. And you got...
0: I am not ceding this over to any... I've got a big mouth. Right. And I'm going (laughs) to use it. I'm not giving it up anymore.
1: So when did you you decide to start using your voice? When did you decide to make a change in your life?
0: I've actually sort of been doing it in little steps, little Mm -hmm. baby steps. And then I alluded to it earlier, but when my daughter became a victim of, mm-hmm. of sexual abuse, despite uh, my vigilance and right. despite me being that crazy mom right. who says, This happened to me, it's not gonna happen to my child, it happened anyway. Right. And when that happened. It,
1: remember, it's like one in three girls. So it's just. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I mean, I know so many of my close friends and family My mother's yeah. best friend as a child, actually. She committed suicide. And she was wow. the friend who I really identified wow. with. And I couldn't understand why she did that. And my mother told me that, well, when Sane, her name was Sane. Mm-hmm. When Sane was growing up, her father actually oh. sexually abused her, yeah. and for me, as a little girl, this was so you know. And yeah. she ended up she shot herself in her father's closet. Oh wow! But um, oh, wow. I wasn't planning on actually telling that story. Yeah. That just came yeah. up because so yeah. many emotions do come up.
0: Absolutely. But to go
1: to the point to how common this was, and you were mm-hmm. saying that really you really got your voice after your daughter do- after you learned about your daughter's experience.
0: Right, because my abuse, really, I told. I was one of those big mouth kids that I. <laughs> Good for you. Good <laughs> for told. you. Good for
1: you. Yes. <laughs> Right? good for you
0: and in telling nothing was done but Ugh. I never stopped telling right and so you know over the years life went on and right. I forgot about that I put it right behind me and all right. that stuff not that it wasn't seeping out in other ways right right but when it happened to me I made it When it happened to my child I made a conscious decision that these people these predators mm. they count on our silence right so they can pray you're right they count you're if right we're talking and blasting you're right. it you're right if we're you're shining right. the light on it they're going to be that much they're going to think twice before they do it right but if they can count on our supporting them and our by right by being silent, right, by mm-hmm. being silent they're going to continue to do it so guess what right big mouth here Right, Dr. right. Big, you're Dr. Sanjay. Yes, be Dr. Big Mouth. <laughs>
1: right, that's right. No, that's. But everybody needs an advocate, yeah. and that's really what you are. I mean, you're a woman's advocate because you're like, you know what? I can do it all okay. and be an entrepreneur and be a philanthropist and be beautiful on the inside and the outside, Thank but you. also being an advocate in this way really just shows. And so many celebrities have also come out Absolutely. about this. I was just reading about that singer Keisha. Mm -hmm. um and she's younger than me so she's probably like 12 right Mm no (laughs) (laughs) ten and a half exactly (laughs) um but she's she's um she's actually just filed a lawsuit against her first manager Mm -hmm. and yeah Kesha sorry see because I'm so young (laughs) 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 um But Kesha, I know, Sugar Ray Leonard recently came out. We all know Vanessa Williams, Oprah. I mean, the list goes on. Monique, and I was talking about NBA all-star Kenny Anderson, who I recently did a project with. Um, It really is something that's so common. So I know when I talked to Kenny's wife, she really helped him. Mm -hmm. get through this Mm -hmm. and get counseling so that he could really confront this issue Mm -hmm. and um, learn strategies to not only cope with it but overcome it. Mm -hmm. What strategies, at what point do you you talk to a partner about this? At what point do you share your history with a partner?
0: I kind of was very upfront with, with my partner, mm-hmm. uh, my man.
1: Yeah, um, <laughs> it wasn't the, was it the first like hi, it before was we go a, out. Hi, my I, name I, is Julia, yes, I, and guess I, what? I, no, it wasn't I, like
0: that. It was you know it was sort right, of. Let <laughs> me let him like me first. just, I, yeah, just I, a, little, a little bit. <laughs> you know. But I also wanted that choice to be his. Right. If he wanted to be with someone like me. hmm That's his choice. Right. I can't take that choice away from somebody. And I think by holding it in. I would have robbed him of his decision making. That's wow. his decision.
1: hmm Wow. Yeah. Wow. So I had to tell. And are there any tips that you have for other survivors out there who are, who want a date, who haven't, who haven't found their voice yet, and, or haven't, maybe they're in a relationship, mm-hmm. and this, they may have not have shared this with their partner yet, and it could be holding
0: back? If you're in a relationship, if you're in a relationship with someone and Mm -hmm. you can't share that, you shouldn't be in that relationship. Right. How about that? Because it's a very sort of intimate part of you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And by denying it, you're denying a part of yourself.
1: Absolutely. So if
0: you're in a relationship with anybody who you cannot feel comfortable enough to talk to them about that, you should find another relationship, first of all. Absolutely.
1: And that's actually what this show is all about. I mean, my goal with Sex and South Beach mm-hmm. is to help people have easy and informed conversations that lead to more honest, open sexual experiences mm-hmm. and sexual communication, so that everybody can get what they want and make Absolutely. informed choices in Absolutely. getting there. And I'm gonna, I wanna give it up to you, Julie. Thank you so much for coming. You Julie had a great time. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, I'm going to wrap up some sex news for you. Holly Pena is going to give us the hot tip of the week. And we're going to answer audience questions. So stay tuned to
2: Sex in South Beach.
0: It's fun and educational. This is The Sex Show on Own Your Power Radio. Radio, radio.
1: in South Beach with Dr. Sanjaya your favorite sex educator and you know oh yeah let's right, audience give me a round of applause pat me on the back that's right <laughs> you know what time it is it's time to light up your love life with a lovely loving and luscious Miss Holly Peña yeah. yeah. hot, hot, hot. Hello. Hello, hello darling
0: Mwah. Mwah. Let's go make out. Oh I mean, yeah! Oh, <laughs> nice
1: <to> <laughs> After the show. After, After the, the show. Okay. <laughs> I can be patient. Yes. I can be patient. So you're always here to help us have better dates or have hotter dates. I'm and here to help. Today, safer dates. That's you're right. just a helper. I'm, I'm a mommy Peno. A helper, mommy Peno. I'm, I'm, I'm your <laughs> helper. Yes, my helper, my hot helper. So help us. How do we stay safe, hot, healthy in our dating life this week?
2: Well, considering today's material, um, I I would like to uh, maybe um, impart some stranger danger um, advice. Absolutely. Like if you're going on a date with somebody you don't know. I mean, you know, you're in a bar, a restaurant, the grocery store, motorcycle class. Right, you know what I mean. That's you meet where someone, you know. I like used him. to always
1: date in motorcycle class.
2: Well, I had one of my you best <laughs> relationships in a motorcycle class. So. <laughs> Did it? Was it just through the class or after? Uh, well, it started in class. Okay. With in smoldering class. looks. Ooh, you know how it goes.
1: Smoldering looks. So actually, okay. no. He
2: looked like a munchie chi, and I just thought it was the cutest thing ever. And I was like, oh. I put you in my pocket. Oh. And he was on his bike with his big strong back, and I was like, meow. Meow. <laughs> meow. So
1: you guys didn't know each other yet. Mm-mm, we right? didn't know each other. And you want to go on a date with them. Yes,
2: we want. We want. We wanted to go on a date together. You wanted to go on a date together. But I didn't know him. You and didn't know. Men him. are crazy. Yep. And aggressive.
1: Ooh, yes, they are. So,
2: um, you know, what I would suggest, and maybe what I might yes. have done, is take a picture once he gets there. You know, if he could be all slick, or even just make it a joke, take right. a picture of his. You know his license Face. plate. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I mean, well, when you
1: said the can- you. Well, because I'm
2: thinking about getting into the car with this person. Okay. Okay. Do you know what yes, I mean? yes, um, yes. 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 So. Yes. You know, and then and then taking a picture of that, just I in know. case you have to. When you, you keep
1: pointing to... your phone down in this hypothetical picture, so I'm like, what are you taking a I'm picture sorry, of? I'm sorry. I'm
2: sorry. Like I right. thought, because not... I'm looking in my mind. I'm looking right, right. at the Right. You're not taking a plate. picture
1: of the privates. You're taking a right because that's not yet. No. That comes later.
2: Okay. Okay. That comes later. Safety's first. Safety first. Okay. Make sure he's not a serial killer.
1: Right. Sure, he's not a serial. That's killer right. First. So then, and then so you're getting on this date. So you go out with your
2: camera before you get into the car, snap a picture. I would say snap a picture, right? And then be of cute his and face. take a selfie. Yes. Well, what? it doesn't have to be in any particular order yet. I mean, okay, you know, like. But you're saying take a picture of him. Take a picture of him. Right. Or her. I mean, or it depends her. on what you're doing. Or her. Right. Or her. Yeah. Yeah. Or her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to to make up? No, just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> after the show.
0: Okay. All right. right okay. After the
2: show. So, All right. So let's, so if we're going to do this in order, I'd say let's take, let's take a picture. And it might be okay. kind of weird to just be taking a picture of the guy, right? Right. I wish I had a, my phone right here so I could just take a picture of how pretty you are. Right. And Aww. then, so, so maybe you want to take a selfie with him. Yeah. And be like, look, I'm taking Evidence. a selfie. It's right. Yes. right? Yes. Evidence. And and then, and then get that license plate.
1: Right. Picture the get license plate. Get that license plate, plate
2: yep. before you get in the trunk.
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> just, just
2: saying. So, Keep it safe.
1: Right. And then what do you do with this picture? Because if he, if he puts you in the trunk, your phone's stuck in the trunk with you, I, I would send
2: it to my bestie yeah. or my mom or whoever I tell right, people right, about my right, dates. Right.
1: You know. And his phone number, right? I, I would, because if I would say yes. Yeah. So yeah. we've got a picture of him or her or her, them, the
2: license plate the license plate and a phone the number. phone number right right if right. you've never met this person and even if you have right you know cuz you could be know. friends with a serial killer not know i mean that's the whole point they don't they're not going to tell like you and like we
1: learned just a <laughs> moment ago with our guest expert most cases of sexual trauma happens with someone who you know and you know quite well right right so right. Yeah, it's good. this is true
2: this is right. true right this right right
1: and so I think that's a really good idea. So and also, you know what, not just to keep you safe. So if you never come up again, at least they know they have that last picture. Yeah, place to start. To start looking for
2: you. Yeah. But
1: it's also good, you know, when you're dating, because safety is like mental safety too. Like if you're having a terrible time, you can use that. Like, call me in an hour in case there's a right. emergency. Right. And they're like Your house is on fire, you better get home. Right. And you're like, oh wow. Holly, thank you for telling me about this emergency. (laughs) Date, I must go now. Date, my house
2: is on fire. Right. I gotta go now. I gotta go now, right? Right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Or maybe you can, like on a first date, maybe you could just drive there. Right, and meet someone there. And meet someone there.
1: Yeah, that's what, I used to, you know what I used to do before I got married when I used to date? I used to be one of those crazy girls, not the same person I am now. I used to be like, I swear, my brother will kill you if you come. And my mother and my father actually, he's been convicted a few times, but he's free right now. So if you even come near close to touching me, you know, it actually canceled out a few, few dates before I'm it even sure. happened. They're like, sure. you know, what? that's a great way to drop get you off mood. right in front of your house Physically. before you get in the car, girl. Don't worry. But I did, you know, put a little fear of God into right, them, so course. they knew. And then I used to be like, and I'm a black belt too. You know, and <laughs> nice. I got pepper spray. Nice. So there, pepper spray. <laughs> <laughs> so the point of all this is you have to be vigilant about protecting yourself because obviously if you know someone as a serial killer or a rapist, you wouldn't be going out on a date with them. Right. And they are still getting victims somehow. So not everyone is being as vigilant you know, in order to protect themselves from this. I'm so surprised this. in this
2: day and age at the naivete of some of the women and girls out there in the world. Exactly, you know, but... It, it, might, it might be that I'm in burlesque, so I meet so many people and I do so many things that, you know, I'm kind of jaded that way, but there are times where I'm just like, uh, what? Where? You don't know that guy. Where are you going? Right. Where right. are you gonna come back? Right. You know, as a bartender, I have to sometimes watch these girls get picked up and I'll watch them leave and I'll just be like, God, I know you don't know that guy. I'm so right. scared. And to I you. hope you come back, so right? Please come back and see me tomorrow just so I know you're safe. Like.
1: Right, <laughs> right. And you know, you know you have an issue when your bartender's like, look, I need you to come back. Right.
2: <laughs> but this brings it up, and maybe, you
1: know, um, as our expert guest said just a moment ago. You know, sometimes people act out after, if they've been through sexual trauma, sometimes they act out right. and they, that might lead them not to be so vigilant right? and it might lead them to make poor decisions about who they're going to be with if they haven't well, really addressed the Well, decisions
2: made in anger and you've got to imagine there's yet. anger right, in there. Right, right. They're never really good. And um,
1: speaking actually of sexual trauma, especially happening at a young age. We've gotta go to the sex news now, and I need your help with this, honey, because it is another case of a female teacher having sex with young boys. Megan Mahoney, a gym teacher in New York, just got charged with 30 counts of statutory rape. Now, what I don't get, she's 24 years old. With the same person? Yeah, she allegedly had regular sexual contact with a 16-year-old student for a period of more than two months beginning in October, um, and she faces now 30 counts of statutory rape, and Mahoney romped with the teen on numerous occasions. That is at least two times per week during the period of their affair. He also performed oral sex on her. She performed oral sex on him, and he told the authorities that they used to drive around in her car and just do it and sometimes they did it on school grounds, and sometimes they did it at one of their homes. So, I am just, I'm so perplexed, one, by this is another case of a female teacher sexually abusing a male child. First of all, I I mean, this definitely is an illness because I'm like, what could you see in this young boy? Well, how old is she? She's 24 years old. She's 24? Yes. So she knows better and she can get a grown it's, I man. I mean, I was expecting and,
2: to hear that he was 12. Right, no, that's, yes. That's a little bit more dangerous than I would, I mean, I hate to sound like, to right. make light of the situation, but unless he's crying rape. Well, apparently 30 now 30 times he is. over two months, oh, he is now. Now he is, and I don't know if it's because his parents found out, but right. also. I mean, it's wrong of her as, as the adult that's supposed to be mentoring these children and teaching them. Right. And basically, that's what he still is, right? You know that that her taking advantage of that situation is, and it's the power issue. And I know we have guys in the audience. I know i are just saying- like, "Ma'am, why did that happen to me? <laughs> why did that happen to me?" Yeah.
1: But the reason why I brought up this case is one: yes, it recently occurred, and it is news. But also because if this were a man and the child was a girl, right. there wouldn't be a statutory right. rape charge. It would be definitely something more it would be serious, rape. right, right. Um, and so I'm not sure how I feel about because you know I have it's like a reversal. It's like a- I have a young son, and I would be so mad if an older woman started engaging in some sort of sexual acts with him. Of course, he's just a baby now. But yeah. I'm thinking Then I don't want... I want his first sexual experiences to be clumsy and them not knowing what they're doing. I don't want it to be with some expert who's like, move it like this. Oh, let me show you how to <laughs> no, do it. No, I this. know plenty of boys who are like, I love older women.
2: Right. I mean, I just came out of like a, a, a cougar-type relationship too. So it's like... You know, like, you're he was like yes, younger. Than you're than me. like twenty four. I'm 16, like twenty one sixteen. Ah. It's not so bad. Except except I have a rule. You have to be able to drink with me. Right. So in that case, so like, he's be not even old. So right. it's kinda different. You know right. what I mean? Like it's, right. it's a little different. And if I was his parents, I'd be so pissed. Right? right? I would be it would be I I would probably make him do stuff too, like claim right. rape. Right, but (laughs) I'm glad you clarified, because you're like, I would make him do that.
1: (laughs) Okay, I'm glad you clarified. But I don't know. I still think that it is good in this learning and this learning part. I think that the effects of porn on the sexual expectations of men, actually a lot of people claim that men really suffer from so much erectile dysfunction these days, because they're they're so into porn that it's really warped their sense of sexual reality because this extravagant fantasy sex that people see in porn is now what turns them on. So, normal sex I would in agree a normal with that. way. So, if a young boy at 16, what's the chance of him being in a normal relationship with another 16 year old girl who may not be as experienced performing oral sex in the car? <laughs> or a 15-year-old girl who's like, oh, no, I don't have a driver's license yet. I can't right. drive you around. I'm saying, how is this going to warp this man? And who's right. to say he won't end up with someone
2: like um Well, I hope oh, he's passing charges. He gets you know? counseling as well because even though there's really not that big a age difference, it's still, I mean, this is a woman of authority. Right. So there, so there is that. Like, that's, that's she violated her. It's the power. It's a trust it's the power as well. It's the it's trust,
1: it's, and she was the one in power. In she should have known better.
2: She should have said no. Right. Not yes 30 Obviously. times. Or well, do she it now, approached
1: him, times. too. She approached she him in him? the gym and said, I'm going to he help you work like? on What does he look like? What is run. he, like, 6'1 and built like okay. a brick house? I else? am not going to introduce you <laughs> to <laughs> <laughs> him. Okay. I am going
2: Those, days are, way. Okay.
1: Those okay. days are behind me. Okay.
2: Those days are behind me.
1: Reminds me, I remember my girlfriend, my manager and I, actually, we were out recently, and we were with a mom, and she had two handsome boys, and they were all over her friend, like, and her friend was, like, letting me, she's like, stop feeling my buzz. Right. And then the mom is like, yeah, she could never work at a college campus. I'm like, <laughs> clearly, no, this woman can't. Because she's like, Oh, you feeling on my
2: butt? The boys are like, Feeling her up. And these are like 16 year old oh, boys. No, no, no. 13. See, and that's, that's another thing, because 16 year old boys in this day and age are not all that innocent.
1: No, no.
2: And when they're feeling no. up, they're mom's friend and they're laughing about it. And they're like, and the mom's like, oh, yeah,
1: she could never be a college professor because she wouldn't be able to control herself. So I do think that I'm not saying you become an adult the day that you turn 21, but when you are older and you have the responsibility of guiding children. Even if you feel like you can't do better, you need to remove yourself from the situation. Right. Right. You just right. I mean, that's just the responsible
2: decision. I would say just yeah. keep it at 21. Yeah, keep it at Anything under 21 or you are just taking too many chances. Right, right, right. because know, the statutory actually, right. rape and giving them cigarettes and all of that is just not a good idea. Yeah. And, <laughs> coming and over if you can't house. get them drunk, then there's no point in hanging out with them.
0: Exactly.
1: Exactly. Not that I'm, I'm a huge you.
2: drinker, but you know. You know,
1: there's a few nights of shots. Glass shop,
2: of bubbly. Yeah. Tequila on the side. You know, it's fine. <laughs> Just a little touch,
1: that's fine. right? Exactly. Can't do that when no I was 16-year-old boy. No. Gotta have no. him home by midnight. Exactly. Where's the fun in before that? Before midnight, 16. Before midnight. See, I'm I'm changed now. I'm a mom. So I was I'm just like, gonna say that's because I don't have kids. Yeah. By <laughs> midnight, 16. They got homework, girl. Um, okay. <laughs> now it's time for our audience questions. Okay. 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 So I'm dating a celebrity. Ooh, this is our first celebrity like ooh groupie letter. Okay. <laughs> I'm dating a celebrity who was once charged with rape, but never convicted. I really like him, but he wants me to sign a consent form before we sleep together. <laughs> and the, and the, I'm laughing because the audience member's laughing, not at your question. <laughs> I really like him, but he wants me to sign a consent form before we sleep together, and the consent form states that by sleeping together does, does not indicate we are in a monogamous relationship. I'm offended by this because it implies he doesn't trust me, but he insists it's only to protect him from another false charge. I really like him, but if we sleep together, I want us to be in a monogamous relationship. What should I do?
2: Uh, I would start by telling him her feelings.
1: Yes, that's exactly. I, Ira, do you trust him? You need to figure that out first. And if you do trust him then you need to discuss your feelings about this with him and let him know that I do want to have sex with you, but if I do that, I'm expecting us to be in a monogamous relationship. I don't want right, to have... Right, like,
2: I'm, I'm like, well, write up your own damn contract then. Exactly. Two of you to... That's the a two of better... You. That is good. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> If you have sex with me, you right. are Right, like if I have to sign something, I want you to sign something, too. That's absolutely right. You know? No, I mean, I get it, you're a celebrity. you got to protect yourself from different scenarios, but that's kind of ridiculous.
1: Absolutely. No, and you know, with my husband, before he wanted to have sex with me, right when he met me, I mean, who wouldn't? Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> and I made... Well, I've already tried to make out yes, with him twice, so I, I think I... I proved that point. And, you know, he's a lawyer, so I'm like, oh, he can understand this. I was like, 10-time rule. And he's like, what? I'm like, I'll have sex with you, but you have to promise me we're going to have sex 10 times on 10 separate occasions before we decide what's next. He was like, what? Okay. And I was like, and they can't all be in one night. They have to be on 10 separate days, on 10 separate days. So you can't double up like on the third day or... Right. But what it did do is it made him think about it. It made him think like... Okay, <laughs> um, wow, I'm going to see. And I was like, yeah, that's a two-week relationship. <laughs> Minimum, because you no, have I've sex every day. I've heard you say this before. I really believe in the 10-time rule, because a lot of people, it sounds good on the surface, like, oh, 10 times, have sex 10 times. But I'm like on 10 separate days, on 10 separate occasions, so that means you can have sex 10 times in one night, but that only counts as one time. And there's no breaking up before that 10 times is done.
2: You should write that in a contract.
1: That's what I said. Say and you know what? Her. It is in that book, Sex and South So you want that contract? The outline is in the book. Right. I love Send it. Send it to her. Well yeah. Done. yeah. No, I think that we have solved her issue. Yeah, she's going to write up her own contract, and she's going to get her monogamous relationship if she has sex with him. And I think we should put some terms on that. Like, we have to be monogamous for like six months minimum or something like that.
2: yeah. Yeah, Yeah.
1: or at least ten times. At least ten times, right? Yeah, (laughs) ten times is a nice round number. Because girl, you don't even know if he's good yet. Right. Right. I I mean, you
2: know, you might after one. You might have just a little French tickler instead of like
1: exactly. Yeah. Hammerhead. (laughs) Right, but as long as he's got a fat liquor, you know. (laughs) Okay. Next question. Um, (laughs) I have a friend who claims that she has been date raped several times by different men and each incident happened in her apartment. She's never reported any of these events to the police. I've spent enough time with her to know that she leads these men on and her flirtatious actions, including inviting them back to her place in the middle of the night, can be easily interpreted as an invitation for sex. I've tried to explain this to her, but she claims I'm completely unsympathetic and she accuses me of blaming her for being a victim. How do I help her understand that she needs to change her behaviors in order to protect herself from future sexual assaults.
2: Okay, not to sound
1: insensitive,
2: but like, the point of life is to learn from your mistakes. Right. And I'm not saying any one of those times was her fault. Right. But if she really is doing these things like bringing these men back to her apartment, I mean, maybe it's time to stop bringing guys home.
1: I mean, that's, that's one thing I've always said, and a lot of these celebrity rape accusations, I'm like, so you went to his hotel at two in the morning and you didn't want to have sex? I mean... That's confusing, it's, you know? Yeah,
2: that's... I, I'm stumped. We're going to have to refer to the expert on well, this. Well,
1: what I suggested is that she has a platonic male friend, someone like a brother or an uncle or a colleague, meet them out for dinner or drinks, and really just off the cuff talk about when a woman invites me back to her place, I expect to have sex.
2: If she's been raped multiple times, I say an intervention isn't due.
1: Right, well, definitely. (laughs) Definitely, so I'm looking at this as an intervention. Like, she needs to hear it from a man. Like, these types of behaviors that you're exhibiting make a man think that... Somebody she respects, anyway. It doesn't necessarily
2: have to be a man, but somebody that she respects. Right. Somebody that she looks up to, for sure. Right, 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 Right. definitely.
1: But someone's got to stop her and really make sure that she understands her behaviors are really sending mixed messages. And if that's not what she wants, she needs to do something different. Okay, you know what time it is. It's time to say, it's time to make out. No. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, we'll be right back. <laughs> Thank you everyone, it was a great show triumph over trauma, and I hope that you got a lot of good tips about how to create a satisfying sex life after you or someone you you love has endured sexual abuse. Thanks so much for tuning in to Sex in South Beach, and thank you so much, Ms. Holly Peno. I know when we leave tonight, what, we're going to your show? You have a show tonight at Kill Your Idol? That's right. And I am so excited because right. very rarely do I have a babysitter all night long and mm. we can see the show, yes, yes. That's the Shameless Burlesque show. Yes. And if you're ever looking for Holly Peño in South Beach, you just look up Shameless Burlesque. This is the lovely, smart, talented founder. And they perform at select venues all through Miami and especially in South Beach. Um, to get your daily dose of Nikki knowledge, don't forget to check out Dr. Sanjaya on all the social media outlets. And of course, where can they find you? Holly um, Peño.
2: Shamelessburlesque.com. Yes. Shameless Burlesque on Facebook. Yes. And Shameless Ladies on Twitter
1: and shameless ladies on Twitter. No men in the troupe. All right.
2: (gasps) That's not necessarily true.
1: Okay, we're going to address that in the next episode. Deal. Deal. Uh, (laughs) Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. And remember that the best sex is always consensual, cuddly, and climax-worthy. We'll see you next time on Sex and South Beach. Come on, let's talk about sex, baby. (laughs) things that may be.
0: Let's talk about sex. Let's talk about sex. Let's talk about sex. Let's talk